And I love what Pastor Chris said. I love it so much. I love it more than 100%. Discover personally how the Word of God can affect and make a change in your life through the ministry of Pastor Chris Ross. Pastor Chris is the founder of Breakthrough Ministries International Church with multiple branches in South Africa and abroad. He is a healing evangelist for the Jesus the Answer Outreach Ministry, an outreach crusade bringing healing, deliverance and breakthrough to many people. Breakthrough Ministries International is a vibrant church with young, energetic people full of zeal and fire for the Lord. Make sure you subscribe to the podcast channel to receive new messages every week. Now, let's listen to Pastor Chris. Anointing is 
oh, that is how the anointing is. Praise the Lord. Amen. Let's pray. Father, we pray for your blessing on our time together. May we experience your, your spirit and your presence. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Praise the Lord. Are you happy? I want to make a request. Is that group on that side to move in? And also the group on the far side just move. So we do this, this three. Front three. Then I don't have to walk so far. Good to have Pastor Stan with us and LP Jenny. Clap for them. Sit closer. It's a Saturday afternoon. We are in church. Clap for your neighbor and clap for yourself. We are not even seven-day Adventists, but we're in church on a Saturday. Isn't that wonderful? How many of you enjoyed last night's introduction to the anointing? Are you the sister who gave the testimony? Beautiful. And this gentleman is with you, your husband? Good. Oh, wonderful. I'm just starting to learn some new faces. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. I'm blessed to be with you today. A lot of the people that were with us last night, they're coming again tomorrow night. Uh, are you any, anybody from Pastor Lynn's church here? Okay. Good. Because I thought you guys had some other program today. All right. He, he has something else. I think he's marching to Parliament or something. <laughs> what a shock. What a shock. <laughs> any other churches here that's not BMI? If you're here from another church, just wave to us. We just want to welcome you, maybe give you something free. You never know this. Everything is free. Wonderful. What church is that? Are you with Pastor Stan? Huh? Beautiful. Yes. I'm here to learn about the anointing. Amen. I love the anointing. Do you love it? The anointing is the enablement. It's a power that God gives to people to do supernatural things. Amen. You have natural and supernatural. All of us live in the natural. But when God gives you His Holy Spirit, He enables you to do supernatural things. I'm just getting you refreshed from last night. Amen. Hallelujah. Now you get many different uh, occasions where the Holy Spirit comes to you. It's not just once. Amen? Amen? Jesus breathed on the disciples while he was still with them and he said, receive the Holy Spirit. But when he left, he told them, wait in the upper room for the Spirit to come. But he already breathed on them before he left. Do you see now? So there are many dimensions and measures of the Spirit that we must get. So you can't say, I receive the Holy Spirit and I don't need to receive him again. No, 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 no. We need more of the Lord. Amen. Amen. Jesus now, more than ever. We need more, 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 more. Even I need more. 
We need more yesterday. I said, until our coffin goes down, 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 we must always ask, Dear Lord, give me more of your Holy Spirit. Now, it becomes very difficult to, to understand it because we can't understand God. Actually, today I want to talk about understanding the anointing. But it's a dichotomy. It is, it is a paradox because you can't really understand it. The Bible uses the term the mysteries of God. God is too big for us to comprehend, but somehow a little bit through the wisdom of the Holy Spirit, we get glimpses into God. Just take out all the books that I had. Yeah, put that one also. Why is this one separated from the others? Beautiful. So my desire is for you to learn something. God has uh, made it possible for me to study, to be a school teacher. So I have, by God's grace, the gift to teach what I learned at university, but also the natural gift of teaching, or let's say the supernatural gift that the Lord gave me to teach people. Because I want the babies to understand. Amen. Yesterday I realized that when I was talking, I was going to a high and then I had to pull brakes and come back again. Because I was talking about the different dimensions of the Spirit in us, with us, and upon us. Yeah. But these are prepositions to have a better glimpse of the precious Holy Spirit. Hallelujah. The Holy Spirit is God. And today we are talking and teaching about the Holy Spirit. We are actually teaching about God. That's what the church is about. Amen? Amen? To teach you about God. But we're teaching about the third person in the Trinity. All Christians know that we serve a God. is one God, but His Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Amen? We are focusing on the Holy Spirit. They are not separated in any way. They are one in unity. They are just distinct in personality. That's also deeper. Just say amen. amen. Then your neighbor will think you understand. We have a Bible school class. I'm not sure if they still do this book called uh, The Doctrines of Faith and you must learn about the numerical unity of God. Amen. God is three, but God is one. And you see them in the beginning. In John chapter one, in the beginning was the Word. And the Word was with God. And the Word was God. In the beginning, also in Genesis, the Spirit of the Lord was hovering over the face of the water. So they were always together. The one time when the, you see the triune God in, in full scripture is when Jesus was baptized. And the Bible says a, a, the Spirit descended on Jesus like a dove. And the voice of the Father spoke and said, this is my beloved Son. So it was the Father, the Son, and the Spirit. There's another occasion it will come to me where you have the three but one. Hallelujah. Triune. Man is made in the image of God. If God is three but one, we are also three but one. We are body, soul, and spirit. Do you understand? Body, soul, and spirit. You, what I'm looking at now is your body. But as I look into your eyes... There's somebody inside of this body. That's your soul. 
and inside the soul is a spirit. Actually, this is how you must put it. Today you are coming to learn. It's a little afternoon. It's late. Normally in the morning, I, I like to teach. When I was a school teacher, my students only learned in the morning. After 12 o'clock, they start to think of when is the bell going to ring to go home. <laughs> That's why mathematics classes is early in the morning. Supposed to be when the brain is at its freshest. Because once you come to this shift, they call it the graveyard shift after lunch. I'm going to come back to body, soul, and spirit. But the Lord has given me the endowment to teach. Isn't it so? Every person has something that the Lord gives him, you know. So you'll have your main ministry, your primary ministry, and secondary ministers. I do a little bit of everything. But I think uh, teaching is my strong gift to the body of Christ. Because that's what a lot of people say. They will say of you. Jesus was also interested in what do the people say of him. So he asked his disciples, what do they say of me? Who, who do they say that I am? Some said, well, they say you're a great prophet. Some say you Isaiah, you, you this guy, you like Jeremiah. He said, but and you, what do you say? Who, how do you see me? Who sins for me? You see, and that is a very important question for anybody in the work of God. You see, how do you see your man of God? Yeah. The danger is that when you walk with people all the time, they might not be able to see who you really are. Do you see? Because your constant interaction with them makes, makes them confused. There's a confusion in the anointing in that. These are no means. I have to toilet too. But because God has given the person something, Oftentimes when that something is in action, then you think, yeah, but how is he different? It's the Holy Spirit that has been given. It's a gift that has been given to him to operate on a higher level, to do things naturally that other people will find difficult to do. Are you with me? That's what we call the anointing. So to understand or to define the anointing will not be easy, but by God's grace, even he, the Spirit, will help us to understand. Now come back to what I was saying. I said we are body, soul, and spirit. Amen. And I said it's afternoon, so your minds need to be awake. I want to teach you some things, and I like it that you have pens and paper. This is how you learn. So man is a soul who has a spirit. No, sorry, it's wrong. Man is a spirit who has a soul, and he lives in a body. Are you with me? I repeat. Man is a spirit. He has a soul. And that soul lives in a body. There's the three in one. It's like this. When God made man, He made him from the dust of the earth. But he was just lying dead still like a corpse. Then God breathed. That was his ruach, his spirit into man. And then the connection between the flesh or the body and the spirit developed what we call the soul. That is the human being. That is you. That's why when we talk about you must be saved, we say your soul must be saved. Are you listening? Your soul must be saved. In actual fact, uh, the spirit comes from God and must return to God. 
but it's the soul that must be saved. Now, the devil wants your soul, but God also wants the soul. Do you see? That's why the Bible says, all the souls belong to God, but the soul that sinneth will surely die. You will die and otherwise you will go to hell. But God is interested in you. Hallelujah. Now, when you are born again, it is that your spirit is made alive. Because of the sin of Adam and Eve, our spirits are dead. That's why the Bible says you are dead in your trespasses and sins. It's your spirit that is dead. So when he says, when, when, when you, you say a Christian must be born again, you say, how can I be born again? But you must be born in the spirit and of the spirit. Are you with me? Your spirit comes alive. Your spirit was dead. Now your spirit, that thing which came from God was killed by sin. Because of sin comes death. Now that spirit is made alive again and you start to live. But the spirit is a small baby. Yeah, any person who's born in the natural, there's a, par there's a parallel in the spirit. You, you're born a small baby. You don't come out like you look now. You were first small, nice and cuddly. You didn't even have the dirty manners you have now. These are all things that grew on you over time. So your spirit must grow also. So when anybody comes to Christ Jesus, we are excited because a new baby is here. Are you with me? Just like any parents would be excited for the new little cuddly baba baba baba. Yes. It is amazing. You can ask any father when he sees his child, his firstborn, it is something that he has to think long about. When I saw my child at first, my firstborn, I just looked and I realized this is me. This is part of me. It's amazing. It's just, I, can't, I can't fathom how children, how, how, how human beings and animals give birth. It's, it's beyond my... Unless you know God is real, there's no way to explain how something like that just a small blob of condensed milk becomes a person. How, how? With a heart and lungs and... But there was no heart. It was just a piece of... A paste. Isn't God wonderful? Huh? Elvis Presley sang, I believe, I believe in every drop the rain has brought. You see, a flower grows. Then he says, he talks about the baby. I don't know how the words, I don't have people of that era here. <laughs> I believe when just, when, when a baby cries, something like that, yeah, when a baby cries, or touch a leaf, or see the sky. I believe these things can't come just like that. There must be somebody bigger than you and I. Hallelujah. Even the nurses from the hospital, this is a hospital manager. She can't explain to you how condensed smoke turns into hands and feet and everything. She can't. It is, a, it is God. It's only God. Look how you look. You were was, was so tiny. And you swam up the canal. You were, you were, I think, what's the correct total? 
jylle nurse met nou praat, how many sperms are released from a man into a woman before we're, we're at, the, at the moment of sexual interaction? Uh, I think it's millions, isn't it? Who knows? Who did school? Who went to, to real school? Huh? 100 million. Did you Google it? 100 million sperms. Uh, no, no, no. What is it called? Yeah, in the sperm. Yeah, sperms is released when, when the husband and the wife sleep together. That's nice English. But you are one of that 100 million. Is that total correct? I almost thought it's like 40 million or something. Just make sure. Google it again. She's the only one that really helps me. Google's well. The others are sleeping. Yes, I know, I know. I, I'm, I want to explain how this, the men releases thousands, millions of sperms, but only the one makes it to the ovary. Do you understand? What's your total? Still get 100 million. Sure. Yes, I think Bishop there gave us a total like 40 million. 40 million sperms. You were, you, were, you were in a race. Listen, you. You were in a race with 40 million sperms running to reach the... Because only one can reach the ovary. Sometimes two, two, two make it in like Chelsea and Zaid. The one didn't want to stay behind, so they jumped. Oh, they, yeah, I don't see them here. They both jumped in. But generally, it's only one up that canal. And you have to be strong because the seed swims up the canal into the ovary. And then that fusion takes place and the baby is made. Are you with me? So you're not just anybody. You're a champion. A champion that beat 40 million others. I mean... When you entered the gate, the gate was closed. Yeah, the others just bumped their heads. Stani <laughs> Ani! You never thought of it like that, eh? But now because you're in this polluted earth, that's why you look weak and corrupt. But you are not. You're actually very strong with what God has given you. Hey. You have survived. You must actually wear survivor t-shirts. Sit down, sit down. I'm just starting. I didn't start yet. Hallelujah. And you become this little body. You see, but as you are born, you are born with the, with the soul. You are, you are soul. That's why when a baby dies, we say, the soul has not yet been corrupted so badly on this planet. So all children will go to heaven. All children go to heaven. That is it. When, when the child starts to think, starts to reason and decides between right and wrong, then we don't know what age, but there is an age where you can't use your, young, your youth as an excuse for going to hell. Are you with me? Anyway, I said all that to show you that the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit when the Bible talks about we are made in the image of God. Some theologians say we look like God. I don't know. I don't want to be scared when I see God one day. If God looks like us. 
I believe it's this thing that we are in this image that is three and one. We are also three and one. Are you with me? Good to have you. Did you survive the night in Cape Town? Do you still have your cell phone with you? Then you survive. Why don't you sit closer? Why is he sitting so far? Hallelujah. Body, soul, and spirit. Amen? Are you learning this little? I'm just giving you some introductory things because we don't all understand. Now, you see all these books on the anointing. These are books that we display because our church emphasizes the importance of reading. Are you learning? And I'm going to talk a little about it, about, uh, about it today because it's a very important thing. Amen. Reading. One of the ways to catch the anointing is by reading. Yes. If you don't read, you're going to suffer. Now, some of you maybe couldn't make it to high school or to, to matric, to university. I know. I'm always encouraging our youngsters to go to university, but if you couldn't make it, another way to really improve your knowledge is by reading. Say reading. reading. Yes, because at university, generally, they just read a lot of stuff. That's all. Then they write some tests, and it all depends on who's marking your test. You can pass. Easy. But you must read. And I'll explain to you now what the reading will do for you spiritually. Are you listening to me? Now, I'm going to be sharing from some of the materials here, and I also share my own experience with the anointing and with the Holy Spirit because I believe I am anointed by the evidence, the ID card. Every anointed man must have an ID card. Did you know that? In other words, you must be able to show why do you say you are anointed? What did you do? What are you doing naturally that is not normal for people to do? For example, a man who can speak for six to ten hours just talking without even from the Bible. It's not common. There's something extra. You know, sometimes when I come to the church, I come fully prepared with notes. Many notes. I've got many. My iPad is full of notes. But sometimes I'm talking about things for hours without even referring to the notes. That then, then I know I'm in the office of the anointing, of an anointed man. Amen? Amen. Now, today you're going to learn a lot of things. So let's start by looking at Catch the Anointing. That is the title. Tomorrow, if God spares me, I really want to talk about the presence of the Lord because as I grow in the anointing, I realized that there's something uh, something that anointed men sometimes lose. You know? And uh, you must actually fight to stay anointed. And some people lose it because God, God operates in laws. Yes, God operates in laws and rules of engagement. If you do this, God will do that. If you don't do this, God will not do that. If you, if you hearken to my voice, I will bless you. If you disobey me, these curses will come on you. So same like with anointing, you can receive it and you can operate in it. But if God himself is not with you, 
then you can use the enablement to do the work. You can still see this operation is working, but like something is missing. But that's for tomorrow night, okay? Now, this little book is one of the first little books that uh, my bishop, this is my pastor and my bishop, wrote this book called Catch the Anointing. Now, this is one of the problems I have with you, is that you, these books are available. Some of you even have them at your homes, but you don't read them. Isn't it? And one of the reasons why I'm standing here and you sitting there is because I read the books and you don't. Yes, say forgive. It's a good word. Say forgive, pastor, forgive. Yeah. Now, in this little booklet, Bishop Daguerre Mills is giving us one of the ways to catch the anointing. Are you with me? Once again, what is the anointing? The anointing is the Holy Spirit. But it's not just the Holy Spirit, it's the power of the Holy Spirit that comes upon a person. The word anointing is to smear, to rub something on. I can rub you with oil. I can rub you with butter. I can rub you with Vaseline. See, I'm anointing you with Vaseline. Are you with me? That's the word anointing, is to rub, to smear. But when you are rubbed with the Holy Ghost, you see, you are enwrapped with something different. You're not enwrapped with oil. The oil is just a symbol. Now don't say, it's, oh, I've got oil on my head, I'm anointed. No, it's symbolic. Then again, it's actually God who gives you the power. God who gives you his Holy Spirit. The pastor could possibly be a, uh, a, a, a point of contact where there's a transference through the laying on of his hands. Are you all learning, Christians? One of the problems we have with charismatic Christians, they know very little about the Bible. Hulle will net spring and scree and prophecies were. And when you teach, they, they want to fall asleep on you. Hmm. Teaching will empower you. And if you're a spiritual person and you're hungry for the things of God, there's no way that you will even fall asleep because you want to hear. You want to hear. Faith cometh by hearing. Amen. So in this little booklet, my pastor, who just laid hands on me a few days ago when I was in Ghana, he prayed for me for a dimension that I'll be walking in. You'll see soon. Soon you'll see something different in my life. And by the way, you know it's my anniversary today. Okay, wait, wait, wait. Sit down, sit down, sit down. We're not in a hurry today. Today I'm going to teach, okay? We're going to have a break after one session. Then we'll eat nice stuff and then I'll do I'll two sessions today. This session and another session. Is that okay? You know what is great about my anniversary today? I remembered it was my anniversary. I remember. I, I told my I woke my wife, I said, sweetie, is it not our anniversary today? And she said she was just waiting for me. I think she was lying. She was just waiting for me to see if I remember. 
But I have to say before I go on that I've been married to this wonderful lady for 28 years. Now, if you know me, you would feel sorry for this lady. Because I have a certain personality type that is not easy for people to be with. I'm, a, I'm an achiever. I achieve things. I make things happen. I can show you many things, but I'm not very patient. You see? You, you see me now. The person who lives with you really knows who you are. Oh, this is pretense. You look, look how nice you look. You know, I was, uh, there's a certain sister, she's always dressed, a pastor, she's always dressed like a Hollywood movie star. But recently, I saw her in the gym. She, she posts everything on Facebook, her food, her nails, everything. Then she also took a picture of her in the gym. But they were, they were she was working the weights heavy. So I saw what she really looked like. <laughs> you see, the makeup is off. The, 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 the hair is stand like this. I said, oh, this is what you look like. But I've, I've been blessed to, to marry this lady. I met her when we were 19 years old. But I knew her before that. Because we were in the same church for many years. And then we also attended the same senior Sunday school class. So that is when we met. And by God's grace, she's been a great help to this work. To my ministry, to my children. Beautiful, we have a beautiful marriage. It has all the things that other marriages have. That's why I can help people in marriages. A pastor who's not married, he won't know how marriage is. He can only teach from books. I can teach from experience. Yeah. My wife is a very good, if I must ever choose again, I'll choose her again and again and again. Because for ministry, it's not easy. And that, when I'm talking about ministry, you get different types of pastors. You get pastors that are always taking pictures with wives and when it's their wife's birthday, they take the whole week off. They can't be at any meetings. I'm not that type. I want to work. I want to get things done. That's why you can sit in a nice cathedral like this and we can have a conference. I even, they told me some weeks ago, oh, we, the conference is on your anniversary. I said, so what? Why not? Because it's the day that we... It's only a day. We can celebrate it again or whatever. You know what I mean? I'm going to take over the Gatsby after this. <laughs> Cut in two. <laughs> so that's why I say it's not easy to be married to someone like me because of our... Uh, we are goal-orientated. If you understand the... the uh, Different temperaments. I'm the choleric, like Bishop Dag. That's why I love Bishop Dag so much. 
because I like him and I can understand him. So we try to model our ministry to that because of the type of person I am. Then I, we also give my wife her roles to play. Otherwise, she won't be. A, it's very difficult to be with a person like me. Amen? But a very exceptional, good wife, good cook, good everything. And I'm blessed to have her in my life. Amen. Lady Pastor Lucille, clap one more time for me. And she submits to my authority. Very strong. She, she like all women, sometimes she tries to come up and then I press her down again. normal. Do you see, I will never be able to yap all of you if I also don't have what is reality. I don't have it bad like some brothers really suffer in marriage. I don't suffer. I have my occasional issues. I like a good fight. <laughs> That's why when I see young married people, I, I tell them, look, we are all cursed. Do you know marriage is cursed? Marriage is cursed in the book of Genesis. That the, the wife will desire to control the husband, but the husband will control the wife. Put that scripture on in the, in the NLT. Just put it on, then, then you'll see. I'm too much teaching you a little bit about marriage. Do you want to learn? Are you married? If you're not married, then this is very good for you. If you are married, it's even better. Just look at that. This is the curse that God put on the woman. I will sharpen the pain of your pregnancy. So all women, you can't escape this curse. You can even take epidural. You can say, oh, I gave birth without pain. Just wait, lie three days after that epidural or one day, then it's out. Then you will feel the pain. Then you must drink a lot of pain tablets. And if you skip that pain, then the pain of rearing this child will make you cry like a baby. But pain you will have. True? Then you will desire to control your husband. I like this version because there it makes it clear. You will desire to control your husband, but he will rule over you. So there's a conflict. But is a, but is a, a, a conjunction that joins two sentences, but it shows a, a difference. You know? He was tall, but he was also nice. So there's a difference. So like that. She will control, but he will rule over you. That's for Adam. And today, most men, they can't rule their wives because the control of the wife is too strong. Do you understand? So men, the devil has made men uh, ineffective in, the, in, the, in their roles as, past, as fathers, as leaders of the home. So the whole house is destroyed because the order of God is gone. It's in my little book that's coming very soon. Uh, out of order. The order of the house is gone. Mother took the role of the father. Are you with me? Amen. So that's it. God said of Abram, I chose him. I chose him. Put that scripture on the board because he can rule his household well. Teaching about marriage. Can rule. You don't, you don't, 
with a wife you don't uh, mistreat her. Marriage is not padlock, it's wedlock. Padlock is when you're in a jail. Are you with me? You, you rule her, you treat her nice. You must treat her like a queen. Amen. Actually, you must love your wife. Now, this is, let me tell you something. Not everybody agrees with me, but I can tell you. God won't put something in the Bible that you're already doing. Isn't it? Why must he tell you to love your wife if it's just natural to love your wife? Why will he tell the woman to respect the husband if that's what they do? God mustn't waste his breath with us if we are doing it already. Isn't it, ladies? Are you not wonderfully respecting your husband? No, you're not. That's why God had to say to you, see that you respect your husband. You see, my little book on order is about how things went out of order after the fall of man. And how God is always trying to restore order. God is obsessed with order. So throughout the Bible, He's always just trying to bring man back to the original. Close. Could never come back to the original intent because He threw them out of heaven. That is where it was nice, you see. Now they are out. Now this world is polluted. So everything is corrupted. Marriage is corrupted, child, children are corrupted, our relationships are, everything is spoiled. The word is spoiled. That's what the West Africans always say. It is spoiled. So you must make the best, uh, in Afrikaans, jy moet die beste maak van die slechtste. So in other words, in life, you must stop looking for good and bad. There's, there's, there's often not a choice between good and bad. There's going to be a choice between bad and worse. Rather take bad than worse. Are you with me? So even if your husband is not the best, the goody, the good one, the goodest or the good goodster, take him because the other one you get is going to be worse. Stay with this one. Are you listening to me? <laughs> Stay with this one, man. Ah, says I'm not clear with them. Everything is a pretend. The whole world is pretending. That's why marriage is beautiful because when you are together, then you are naked and not ashamed. You see. And even if, if I saw in a movie the lady, when she had to undress, she put the lights off. She didn't want her husband to see how fat she had grown. That's why Dr. Paul Nenshe, he wrote a beautiful song that we sing in our church. He said, with you, Lord, I can be naked and not ashamed. Wow. See, because that was before the fall. You see, before the fall, the Bible says, Adam and Eve were naked and they were not ashamed. But now, you know, because of sin, we, we feel shame. We naked with his shame. Or sloop net soon, or sloop shoes. But with you, Lord. With you, Lord. With you, Lord, I can be naked. Do that. With you, Lord, I can be naked and not ashamed. And with you, Lord, I can be open and have no fear. 
found in you a friend that I can trust. That is why you will remain my first position. Something like that. Oh, with you, Lord, I can be naked and not ashamed. With you, Lord, I can be open and have no fear. That's right. Because I found in you a friend that I can trust. I can't trust these believers, Lord. But I found in you. That is why you were remain my great physician. We will teach you that song. Amen. Now catch the anointing. Listen. Bishop Dag writes that there is many, there might be many ways to catch the anointing. But he wants to tell you something that he discovered. This is what this book is about. I'm just giving you the overall. And he discovered that the anointing can be caught from your your great admiration to someone that is already carrying the anointing. Are you with me? Because he says, the more you listen to someone, yesterday I spoke about uh, environment, friendship, and association. The more you associate with someone, the more you listen to that one speak. Are you with me? Now, the more the words of that person is coming to you, the anointing is in the words. Right? Remember I said to you, listen carefully, the anointing is the Holy Spirit. Jesus Christ said to the disciples, the words I speak, they are spirit. And they are life. Are you with me? So when the, the pastor, the anointed man of God that carries the, vest, the, the oil, when he's speaking, out of his mouth comes living spirit. And if you catch that thing, you see, that's why Ezekiel 2 verse 2, put that one on the board quickly. Ezekiel 2. And the Spirit entered me when He spoke unto me. This is how the Spirit enters. When someone is speaking. That's why the Bible uses the term, the foolishness of preaching. By the foolishness of preaching, people change their whole lives. Benny Hinn used to say, the greatest miracle is not the opening of the blind eye or maybe the walking of a cripple. It is when a, 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 somebody that doesn't know God sits for 30 minutes under someone who's talking on a mic and decides to turn his life completely around. You see, what is that? It's anointing over the preaching because the words that came from the preacher, it's spirit, it's Holy Spirit. It's life. It transforms. It changes. It's miraculous. So he's trying to explain to you that the anointing can be transferred through the laying on of hands. That's one way. Paul said yesterday, I was using the scripture when Paul said to Timothy, stir up the gift that is within you that came on you through the laying on of my hand. Yeah, that is one. But this is another way he said that few people write about Few people explain, but the anointing is transferred. So in other words, somehow God in His great wisdom has distributed anointings on the earth. 
Yes, in other words, certain powers was given and that powers, they, where, where do you find them? They are in people. Are you with me? When I say powers, I'm, I'm talking about anointing, the spirit, the enablement to do certain things. So certain people can have big ministries and others don't. So they, they are, that's the different measures of the anointing on people. Yes. So he will explain like Benny Hinn used to go to Catherine Kuhlman. And as Catherine Kuhlman carried a, a large tank of oil, in other words, in the spirit, she was a huge duck oily. One of the thickest oils you could get, this woman. And she prayed for the sick and they were healed. And even Benny in, in his little book, he says when he went to a crusade in Pittsburgh, she had not yet come on the platform. And he was, he was a Methodist. He was, he was, his friend was a Methodist guy. And she said to him, come with us to Pittsburgh. We're going to go to Catherine Kuhlman. The woman that prayed, she said he heard about her, didn't know much about her. And this whole Methodist church went there. They said they came they left 5 o'clock in the morning or something. No, they came to the hotel and uh, his friend said to him, we must be up early 5 o'clock. He said, why 5 o'clock? The service only starts at 9. They said, you will not get the seat if you're not up at 5. And they said they came there two hours before the time, 7 o'clock, and the line was already long. But he said he maneuvered in between stand in front with this old man and when the doors opened they ran to the front and because he's fast he came right to the front but then they told him look these front rows are reserved so when you look back the other rows was already full so he eventually got into the third row he said it was two hours before Catherine Kuhlman came to the platform and as he was sitting there he started shaking and the woman was two hours away from coming to the arena He said he started shaking. But he said it wasn't like, he wasn't sick. He wasn't, he wasn't, he, he felt like a wonderful feeling. Like a Holy Spirit, fresh running water. He couldn't explain it. He's not seen this lady, he's heard about her. But he, he doesn't know much. And then she came in and she was talking, talking. He said it is in that service when she just started to cry during the middle of her preaching. She started to cry for about 10 minutes. Yeah. This lady that was, they probably, they probably mentioned as one of the heaviest anointed people that the earth ever knew. Yeah. And she was a divorcee. Or she married a divorcee, then she had to divorce him again because God wasn't happy with her. As she was, uh, she spoke funny, he said, so she, she didn't really, wasn't interested in her. She had a funny way of speaking, you know. She said, oh, God is like my papo. I watched a lot of her videos. And she said, you know how God is? God is like papo, as she called her father, papo. When papo came home, I used to run to papo. I used to jump on his neck and mama used to say, Catherine, let Papa rest. Oh, but I loved Papa and Papa loved me. <laughs> she was explaining God. But he said she started to cry. For 10 and he thought, why is this woman crying? But he was still shaking. 
this thin Israeli, he was 21 years old when this thing happened to him. Benny Hinn, the great man you see on TV, shaking like a leaf. Then he said, after 10 minutes, she looked up and her eyes were saying, and then she said, she said to the audience, she pointed to them like, don't you ever, what was the word she, she used? Don't you ever disturb, don't take the Holy Spirit, don't quench the Holy Spirit, don't take him away from me, he's all that I have. He's all that I have. She said, Catherine Kuhlman was born with no talent, nothing. She wasn't even pretty, she said. She wasn't even born with hair on her head. But why God chose her? You see, God puts the anointing strangely on people that you wouldn't choose. You won't choose, but God chooses. Yay! William Seymour, the man who started the, uh, the great revival that all the churches across the world now, Assemblies of God, uh, full gospel, AFM, he, was, he, was, he had a, a, a blind eye. But God used him, a black man, with a beard and a blind eye. God put his oil on him. God can put his oil on anyone sitting in this auditorium. But Benny said she looked up and then she almost like she pointed at him. He was sitting in the front row. He said he was shocked. He got into a shiver. She said, it's the most precious gift that God gave to man. Don't ever quench the spirit. He said, that, that was, it's in this book. I'm not sure if it's in this book, but it's in the, his book he writes, Good Morning Holy Spirit, where you will see how he caught the anointing. You know, it was to this admiration. Now, the same people who went to the meeting, they say, we don't remember these things that you're talking about. That's the difference. The man with admiration can see things that others can't see. Yeah. And certain small things that might be insignificant to you is great for someone who's hungry and thirsty after God. Hallelujah. So he writes in this book about how Bonke was anointed. Reynard Bonke that died some years ago. Uh, Benny Hinn, T.L. Osborne, Joel Osteen, all these people. And what he's actually trying to say is they were copying or they were following certain men. And that's how you can catch an anointing from someone who you admire, who you associate with, who you listen to often. Because by listening to tapes and by listening to preach, uh, to reading the books of people, you were actually fellowshipping with that people. Are you with me? He's trying to explain that. He caught the anointing by being close to men of God. Now, you can be close to a man of God, listen carefully, like Pastor Chris, and you can work with me, talk with me, I can lay my hands on you, everything. That's one way you can catch it. He said, unfortunately, he was living very far from the great men of God. And there was an era when the anointing was flowing more in America. Kenneth Hagin, Fred Price, these were great men of God. And so he said he couldn't fellowship with them because they were too far. But then the way he did was to listen to their tapes and to read their books. Are you listening? And by listening to their preaching, he said faith was coming to him because faith cometh by hearing. Faith cometh by hearing. 
and hearing by the word of God. And that's how he caught the anointing. And I mean, I'm sure because you're all followers of Bishop also, you've heard the story how he was in Shawum. And while he was listening to Kenneth, uh, he can preach. Something jumped out of the tape into his belly. And the voice, the anointed voice said, from today, you can teach. Now, I've had similar experiences. That's why I like this book. I like this pastor so much because he said that nobody writes about it, but he wants to write about it. And he wrote this book, Catch the Anointing. I've had similar experiences because somehow we were very far apart. He was in Ghana. Bishop is about seven years older than me. He was in Ghana. I'm here. I was listening to tapes also. Yeah. And I believe that's how I caught this anointing. I caught the anointing through admiration. I was admiring pastors. There were many people in my day who said, Can you believe such nonsense? It's almost like you were so blessed because we're teaching you the right thing. And you say, how will you know the right thing? You see the fruits. You see the fruits of the right thing. Talk is cheap. Everybody talks. Face me, man. Face me. What can they do? Are you with me? I used to listen to preaching tapes as a teenager. You can ask my family. Play, 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 play. I still have those tapes, some of them. And that's how I caught that anointing. I've told that story many times, so I won't go into that. I really want to get to some important, other important matters. Hallelujah. You must be anointed. You must be anointed. It doesn't mean you have to go. It's different from going to a Bible school. It's when something comes on you. I call it an invisible blanket. You can't see it, but it's there. Now, when you become spiritual, you can quickly, your spirit picks up another spirit. Are you with me? Yeah, that's how demons recognize people and, and pastors and depending on how much oil you carry with you. Demons can sense your strength. That's why the demon said to those people, Paul we know. Jesus we know. But you are too light in your brook. <laughs> Pastor Edgar Michaels, my friend, always tells me the story how these three brothers were trying to rebuke a demon out of a sister. Yeah. Then the demon spoke through the sister. You know sometimes when a demon speaks? Yeah. <laughs> You know what the demon said to these three boys? She, she changed into the voice of a man. You know when a woman's voice changes, then you know this must be demon. <laughs> they had it on the, on, the, on the floor for, for half an hour. The demon turned and said to them, Jelle is te lichte vind om vir my uit te dreig. You are found too light. You are found too light to cast me out. And the brother said, Oh, you big devil in the number. Oh, you big. I mean, it's embarrassing. <laughs> the demon is saying, if it was so bad, it wanted the demon to shut up and say, Oh, you big devil. 
Listen, when God sends you a man of God, you have been given a chance to receive him and to catch the anointing on his life. That is what the book is about. That you can catch the anointing on someone's life. Yes. You can't understand it. You know, the old church didn't teach this because they were very proud. It's like, uh-uh. It's like, Pastor Clint, my brother, teaches this a lot. We can't honor men because we, we feel that we are also men. But God likes humility. The Bible talks about out of the mouth of suckling infants, you ordain praise, you see? Because the children will say, wow, Pastor Chris. You know, oftentimes when I meet with the little children in the church, I'm, I'm surprised how they, they see me as somebody great. And I realize how the Bible is explaining that out of the mouth of the children, they will ordain praise. I was at Sister Christina's birthday party or something, and the two little small kids, they tell them when they saw me, they said, Pastor Chris. You could see it's different from the others' greeting. Yeah, these little children, and in the Sunday also you can see with the mothers as they, they probably see me on stage, they see my photos on the calendars, in the books, and so they develop what you call an admiration. But as they grow older, and the devil starts to speak in their minds, then that thing goes. So, and the reason why, Bishop writes about it, the reason why people can't catch anointing in other people, pride prevents them. Yeah, you can't say no. This man, although he's my friend, he's, he's a colored man, he lives not far from us. You, you, you can't see that there's something different. Yeah, you can't see. Are you still with me? I'm taking my time. Glory be to God. Yes. So, when God sends you a man, it's your chance to catch the anointing on his life. Amen? The anointing is the main thing that we need to do the work of God. I'm sure we are all here because we're interested in God and we are encouraged to do the work of God. But to do the work, we need to be anointed. We can do it without the anointing, but we will struggle do you, are you with me? That's why he said to the disciples, don't yet go. I, I, I know I promise you, this is the last commandment, right? Go into all the world, uh, preach the gospel to all nations, baptize them in the name of the Father, the Son, Matthew 28. But then he said to them, don't go yet, don't go yet, don't go yet. <clears throat> You'll struggle. You need power. Holy Ghost power. And wait in the upper room. I will send you the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit came in, in Acts chapter 2. And then what happened was, the Holy Spirit never went back. Yeah, he's still here. The one who stayed. Mike Murdoch says the one who stayed. Glory to God. And your, our destiny, our goal in life, is to, is, to, is to seek the Lord and find Him. Are you with me? Knock and it shall be open. It's just not open, it's knock. You must knock, you must seek. Seek for the diamonds. The gold lies in deep places. Aye. 
But I want to say it's the main thing that we need for this work, for ministry. Is, is this thing that have given me what I have in my ministry today? The planting of churches, the building. And I'm happy that I can talk about the building. I couldn't talk about the building a few years ago. Now I can. Yeah, it's a sign. It's evidence of the anointing. Hallelujah. So what is the thing we need to do? What, what do we need to be enabled to do? We are, we are we're supposed to be enabled to do God's work. And for the enablement, which is what we call the anointing, the enablement is the anointing, the power to do the work. Glory. Benny Yin, when he described the Holy Spirit, I like it when he said, he said, God is Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. God is the speaker. When God said, let there be light, and there was, yeah. Jesus is the doer. Whatever the Father tells me to do, I will do. Hey! But then he said, the Holy Spirit is the power behind the doing. Because look, even if Jesus had to be empowered, Jesus at the river had to be anointed. That's why Acts says how Jesus was anointed with the Holy Spirit. He was empowered with the Holy Spirit. Yes. And you, then, then he went about doing good and healing all those that were oppressed by the devil. Because God was with him. The father is the speaker. The son is the doer. And the spirit is the power behind the doing. So he left us the spirit to have power. Yeah? Power to overcome. Power to be victorious. Hey, when things are not going well, you're not alone. The Holy Spirit is with you. The empowerment is with you. In the dark crisis of your life, yeah, it's all test. It's all test for you to see, will you survive? But God said, I won't leave you comfortless. I must go away so that I can send you another helper. And when he, the spirit of truth, shall come, he shall guide you. He shall lead you. Glory be to God. The power behind the doing. Yeah. When you sing, give me the power to hold on. To hold on to. It's already been given. It's the Holy Spirit. Yesterday I started to say, you can't be a Christian without this help. Many Christians backslide. The alarming rate of backsliding is so great. If a man, if a, if a person is born again and he doesn't get immediate help from his fellow Christians, then, then, then the chances are not great. Either he has a powerful endowment from the Holy Ghost or the other Christians must come alongside and say, yeah, that's why yesterday I was trying to tell you, don't mix with the wrong friends. It's one of the ways the enemy takes you back. You see, you are all involved in a warfare, if you know it or not. So when you come from the devil's camp over to God's camp, the devil wants his soldiers back. 
Yeah. But when the devil comes to you and the power of the Holy Ghost is with you, you can withstand these things. You don't know what the anointing will do for you. The anointing is not just for laying on of hands uh, in a church like you. Don't think just because I'm a pastor, I must have anointing. No, you must also have anointing. I'll show you all the things the anointing will do for you. It will establish you. Hey, it will protect you from enemies. In Psalm 89, you see how David was called the anointed of God. And anyone who came up against David, God dealt with him himself. And you see, all these wonderful scriptures that David wrote in Psalm 89, you see why you could say all these things because he was the Lord's anointed. The sun shall not smite me by day, nor the moon by night. For the Lord is my keeper. Hey! The Lord who keepeth Israel is also my keeper. He never slumbers nor sleeps. Do you know sometimes I have to remind myself that the same God that was the God of Abram. I don't think we realize the same God that spoke to Abram and said, get out of your kindred. I will make you a great person. I will make you a great man and I will bless you. And I will bless all those who bless you. And I will curse those who curse you. The God who called Isaac the God who called Jacob. The God of Samson. The God of Elijah who called fire from heaven. Yeah. The God of David. The God of Daniel. The God of the prophets. The God of Jesus. The Father of Jesus Christ. The God of Paul and Peter. It's the same God. It's the same God we are talking about. It's the same God I'm referring to. But because we in this context, we, maybe we think it's another God. It's the same God. It's the same yesterday. Today. And forever. What he did for others, he can do for you. Yes. Nobody must think that God changed his mind. He said in this word, I am the Lord, I change not. I am the Lord, I change not. And the Bible says he's no respecter of person. What he will do for someone else, he will do for you. That's why when you want the anointing and you, fo you follow after someone that was anointed, you actually want to find out what does this person do 
What did he do? Why did God give him this supernatural power? You know, and it becomes difficult because you're far from a person. If you're with me, you can try to walk with me, see what I do, how I operate. It's not easy to find it. It's a mysterious thing. Because it's hidden sometimes, the things of God is hidden. You must search for it. Then you will find it. But it's no secret what God can do. And that's why I always tell you, testify. Because the testimony that you give, added to the testimonies of the Bible, the Bible says we have a great cloud of witnesses that can tell you that God is good. God is great. Yes, God can make you overcome difficult situations. The God who took Moses to the Red Sea is the same God. When he turned around, he saw on the mountains the the dust of the Egyptians coming. He said, Here what now? It like my donker young. And the murmurers were saying, did God bring us here to kill us? Look, they are coming. The Lord said, Moses, what is that in your hand? I say, yeah, I need a machine gun. I need uh, missiles. I need cannons. I need helicopters to fight this army. The Lord said, no, Moses. (laughs) What is in your hand? A stock. Must I beat the Egyptian army with a staff? You see, but to you it can just look like a staff. But the power, the power behind the doing. He said, take your staff. The anointing is here. Take the staff. Touch the water. And suddenly, a rumbling, a rumbling. The tide that was going in this direction started to reverse. The other water started to backwash. The ocean open, and by faith, Hebrews says, the children of Israel walked on dry ground. The same God. 
It's no secret What my God can do is here. This is called the presence of the Lord. It's no secret. It is no secret what God can do. When you have the power behind you, you shall say to this mountain, Be thou removed and be cast into the sea. And if you believe in your heart that what you say, God will do it, then you will have what you say. It's the anointing that breaks the yoke of Satan. That will make you walk beyond the natural. Yes. It's not natural for an ocean to flow in two directions. Not natural for the Red Sea to flow in two directions. But with the power behind the doing, the waters depart. It's the same waters that Elijah crossed with the mantle. The river Jordan, he smote it with his mantle and the water opened up. What a mighty God we serve. Can you fathom it, saints? It's that same God. That same God. It came on Samson. Defeat a thousand Philistines. The 
that made David a man of war, made Joshua defeat the battles, the Holy Spirit was with him. The power, the power. Your problem is not so big that God can solve it. Your problem is not so big. God is greater than your problems. God is greater than your mountain. If you find God, you found the solution. You found the answer. You found the answer. The Holy Ghost is with us and is touching people. Yes. The Holy Spirit. Some people need operations that we are not aware of, and the Holy Spirit is allowed to operate the people. You must not be afraid. Say, rather say, Lord, don't pass me by. Rather say, touch me, Lord. Touch me, Lord. Touch me too. Touch me too. The prophet Zechariah knew that the most important thing was the anointing. It is he who said in Zechariah 4 verse 6, Not by might, not by power, but by my spirit. Not by might, not by power. But by my spirit, says the Lord. Elisha realized that the thing that made Elijah's ministry great and successful was this thing called the anointing. When he had the opportunity to ask for the anointing, he knew it was the thing that made Elijah great. Some people would have asked for his money, his education, but Elisha asked just for the anointing. In 2 Kings 2 verse 9, he said, Ask what I shall do for thee before I am taken from thee. And Elisha said, I pray thee, let the double portion. Let the double portion of thy spirit be upon me. Don't be afraid when people fall under the power. It's the Holy Spirit. It's the Holy Spirit. Oh, I love it when the Holy Spirit is here. 
Because I can't move if the Spirit is not here. He's the main one. He's the main person. God is great. We are small. Who is man? That thou art mindful of him. Who is man that thou must be mindful of him? What a son of man that God should visit him. see what is happening here as I'm talking the words from my mouth they are spirit and they are life and the spirit fell on them 2nd Kings 2 verse 11 as Elijah was walking with Elisha do you know when the Spirit fell on Elisha? As they were walking and talking. Because the breath out of the man, the mouth of the man of God, had the Spirit of God. You must catch the words from the mouth of the man of God. Because the man of God is the vessel that carries this abundant power of the Holy Spirit within. It could be any man. It could be a black man, a Chinese man, a white man. We must respect the carriers of this precious power because it's not the person we want. It's what is in the person. That gift that God has given is what we crave for. But should we not respect the vessel, we won't get anything. The prophets mocked Elijah. Elisha. There were 50 prophets. They were standing on the river. They were saying to him, you are, what are you doing? Walking after the man of God like, a, like, a, like somebody that's worshipping a man. He kept walking didn't care about the criticism he didn't care and the Bible says in 2nd Kings 2 11 and it came to pass as they still went on and talking together talking 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 that's why you come to this conference just sit and I'm talking is how the anointing will fall on you I'm talking 
I'm talking. I am an anointed man. I'm an anointed vessel. And as I'm talking, you see the manifestations of the Holy Spirit. Oh, I love the Holy Spirit. I love Him as a person. He's not just a wind or an influence, but He's a real person. You can talk to Him. He will guide you. He will lead you. He's God's agent on the earth, sent to help you. He's the helper. Hallelujah. I will send you a helper. I will send you a helper. Jesus told his disciples that his words contain two important things. They contain life and the spirit. What is the spirit? The spirit is what we call the anointing. The scripture says that God anointed Jesus of Nazareth with the Holy Ghost and with power. Jesus was anointed and said to his disciples in John chapter 6 verse 63, The words I speak to you, they are spirit and they are life. The anointing on Jesus was the full measure. We have it in measures. I don't know what my measure is. I want more. I have a small measure. I really want more. And I won't do anything to get more. And you must also fight to get more. Are you learning? Some of you will fall on this floor today and you'll be full of dust. But don't worry about that. The anointing that will come on you is much greater than the dust that will be on your face and on your clothes. Don't worry about it. Yes. Sometimes when I'm teaching, then the Holy Spirit comes and, and I must just obey the Holy Spirit. Because he's in charge, not me. I'm, I'm the junior partner. He's the senior partner. I don't want sometimes the thing, the service to turn like this, but what can I do? What 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 we do? Have your way, Holy Spirit. Have your way. Spirit move over me.
I had a vision of a tent, a small inflatable tent. That was pitched in this church on my right hand side of the building. And I said, Lord, what is this? And it looked like somebody was sleeping in the tent. It was a red tent. God showed me the vision like he gave Zechariah. Just a picture, nothing more, just a picture of the candlestick and the two olive trees. That's pouring oil into the light. And the Lord said to me, Someone Someone will make his habitation in the presence of the Lord. Someone will dwell in the presence of the Lord. Someone in this meeting Someone in this church will make his resting place the house of God. Yes. He who dwells in the secret place of the Most High, Psalm 91. He shall abide under the shadow of the Almighty. And I will say of the Lord, you are my refuge and my strength, my fortress, the God in whom I trust. Ah, verse 3. Surely shall deliver thee from the snare of the fowler. Yes. If you make your habitation, if you make your, pl your dwelling place, I saw the vision this morning. Some days ago, God gave me a vision. God speaks through visions and dreams. He gave me a vision of a strong pole standing in the yard of the church. Just like these poles that carry the lights. Strong, secure pole, thick in diameter. I said, Lord, what is this? 
said, I'm raising up strong pillars. Strong pillars. Strong pillars. This is the word of the Lord. Someone will make his dwelling place in the house of God. And I'm raising up pillars that will stand strong. Please keep playing that, keep the key. I can feel his mighty power. I can feel his grace. Yes, yes, we can. of the Lord, the anointing, the sweet anointing, don't take the anointing from me, said David, don't take it from me, whatever you do, said Lord, don't take the anointing, don't take the anointing from me. can take the world but not the anointing Lord I can
is the lord working in the lives of people now look at me look the meetings will be like this this when the holy spirit comes there's nothing i can do you must just also enjoy the presence of the lord the lord sometimes makes us undignified you know he you don't want to cry but you cry you don't want to fall and roll in this dust but you do that's when you yield to the spirit you just say lord do with me what you want me to do you see you must not resist the spirit you must yield to the spirit you might look foolish now but something is coming on you that's going to help you from this day forward that's the anointing of the holy spirit yeah it breaks yokes certain things that were hard to 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 get rid of in your life certain things that were tying you down it will be broken because of this anointing in hosea the bible says the yoke will be destroyed because of the anointing the yoke of bondage the yoke of drug addiction the yoke of alcohol the yoke of difficult environments struggling with poverty from your grandfather to your father this yoke will be destroyed in your life and you will rise above you will be the head and not the tail yes even if your family is cursed you will come out you will super you will superimpose and walk free from the curses that bind your family kandestora batalaka sheteribo ba Come to me, uh, Osei. Osei Davira. Somebody come with her. Hey! I said, come with her. You must be quick. I don't call people just like that. The anointing is working. You shall have a child. You shall have a child. I speak under the God's unction. A son will be born to you. If I be a man of God, May the words I say become true. If I be a man of God, Elijah said, "Let fire fall from heaven." If I'm not a man of God, it won't happen. If I be. Stay strong, stay strong. I need you, I need you. Rentoshte tekente. Ateshte. Prendoloshte yakatashte. Pashe toro toloshte kandata. Arendoshte kiyababa. He abides in the secret place of the Most High God. 
He who dwells in the secret place of the Most High God, He shall abide under the shadow. I saw a tent. The Lord showed it to me. It's like an inflatable tent. It's red by the poles there. They were past the dinner. I think there was a tent. And somebody was sleeping in there. I could see a little blanket in the tent. Somebody will abide. Somebody will abide. I didn't see who it was. I just saw the tent and the little blanket. Someone that was sleeping there and got up. That is speaking of dwelling in the house of the Lord. In your presence, I will abide. In your presence, Lord, I will abide. I love you, I love you, I love you. I love you, I love you, I love you. Hey, the Holy Spirit. He messed up our meeting. But he's welcome. His presence there is life. Expressions of life. My singers are all on the floor. With Mauricio. Yes. Just enjoy the presence, okay? I'm not going to teach. It doesn't work. We just enjoy the presence. I'm in the presence of the King. In your presence, Lord, I will be content. I am content. In your presence, Lord. In your presence. I just want to be here, Lord. I am content. In your presence. In your presence, there is life. Expressions. Expressions of your Revelations of your power. Your power and In your presence I can bring a love song offering. Lovely are your dwelling places. Just play it on the keyboard for me, sir. Lovely are your dwelling places. Lovely are your dwelling places. Lovely are your dwelling places. Now what you must do is say, Lord, touch me also. Don't, don't, we can't just enjoy also the presence. It's here for you too. It's here for everyone. 
is here for everyone. Change to D. What key you in? UNF change to D. Lovely are your dwelling place. Beautiful. Thirsty. If you're thirsty today, you're going to be filled with water. But living water, living water. As I walk past you, you feel the wave of the Spirit. Jesus is my joy, my reward. I told you as I pass you, you feel the wave of the Spirit. Just keep this girl, please. Jesus, I love you, Jesus. I love you, Jesus. I love you, Jesus. Precious Savior. Jesus, there is none beside you. There is none beside you. Yes. Righteous, Righteous ruler of the earth. Ruler of the earth. He's the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords. The Holy Spirit lifts up the name of Jesus. That's what the Holy Spirit does. He lifts up the name of Jesus. He makes you see Jesus. He shall not speak of himself. But whatever he hears, he shall speak. The name of Jesus. If I be lifted up. And all that I can say, I love you, Jesus.
he tells me to tell you that he loves you. You must never doubt the love of God. Our precious is the Holy Spirit. Our precious is the Holy Spirit. If you have never seen the, the, the Holy Spirit move like this, don't be afraid. Nothing is wrong. It's the Holy Spirit. It was like this in the book of Acts in chapter 2. The people fell under the power. And then Peter had to say, these people are not drunk. This is that what the prophet Joel wrote. He said, in the last days, God will pour out His Spirit on all flesh. Sons and daughters will prophesy. Young men will see visions. I saw a vision. I saw the vision of the pole. And I saw a vision of the of the, the tent, the inflatable tent in the church. I said, Lord, what is this? He said to Zechariah, what do you see? He said, I saw a candlestick. And to all of trees is all I see. No movement. I just saw a picture. And God showed me two pictures. Yes, this morning one. Yesterday another one. Yesterday the pole. This morning the tent. I wrote it down. God is trying to speak to all of us. But we think sometimes it's just glimpses. But it's the anointing. It's wonderful, it's beautiful. Waters, this is the living waters. Drink it in, drink from it. He said to the woman at the well, if you just knew the gift of God, who it is that is talking to you you would have asked me and I would have given it to you loving water loving water use me oh Lord I pray D are you still in D touch through me Holy Spirit touch through me Let my hand reach out to others, touch through me. There's a lonely soul sitting here, needing just one friend to care. Touch through me, Holy Spirit. Touch through me. Flow through me. 
Holy Spirit flow through me. Like a river in the desert flow through me. Springing fountain, healing stream, loving waters, so pure, so clean, flow through me, Holy, Holy Spirit, just flow through me. Love through me, Holy Spirit, love through me, F sharp minor. I will be my brother's keeper, B7, love through me. Na 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 someone else in need I will be your house to dwell in love through me I will be that good Samaritan Lord for that someone that's in need then I will be your house to dwell in oh Lord I will be your house to dwell in please let me be your house to dwell in just live through me Father, we thank you for the anointing. Thank you, Holy Spirit, that you have visited us this afternoon. All we need is your touch, and your visitation. Come, Lord, and have your own way. We are just the clay. You are the potter. Hold us and make us unto thy will. Hide us, Lord, in the cliff of the rock and pass by us today. We want to see your glory. We know that no man can see your glory and love, Lord, but then just pass by and show us your back, Lord. glimpses of your presence is all we need Lord glimpses glimpses tandale bush tandale bush glimpses of your presence I will be your house to dwell in Lord the prayer of my heart take not thy spirit away from me 
not thy spirit away from me. There's a lonely soul somewhere needing just one friend to care. Please touch through me, Holy Spirit, touch through. Whilst we're in this atmosphere, it's not easy to break out of it. God bless you for listening to this message. Remember, God has not given you the spirit of fear, but of power, love, and a sound mind.